Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. Hello and welcome into this episode of Let's Go State. I'm Brian Tripp, your host, and thanks so much for being with us today. This is the first episode in a series of four about athletic performance here at Penn State. And I'm going to dive into the resources, the tools, the different strategies, and what the athletes are doing to prepare themselves when they hit the court, the field, the ice, whatever it may be. And who better to talk to than our coaches for athletic performance, more commonly known as strength and conditioning coaches. They've had a bunch of different titles through the years, but we're going to run through four different topics, a series of podcasts here, diving into athletic performance and preparing athletes for competition at Penn State. So no better way than to kick off this series than with Rianne Davis, the assistant AD for athletic performance Olympic sports at Penn State. She joined Penn State's performance enhancement staff in 2013. She was promoted to assistant athletic director in 2022. She works with so many different teams here and oversees much of the department and works amongst a team a team to prepare athletes here at Penn State, whether it's athletic performance, again, more commonly probably referred to as strength and conditioning, but nutrition and sports science, student athlete health and welfare encompasses so many things, the athletic trainers, physicians, the list goes on and on. We're going to dive into all of that throughout this series, but I know you're going to enjoy this first episode with Rianne Davis, the assistant AD for athletic performance to kick off what is just a fascinating series on athletic performance here at Penn State. So sit back, enjoy it, and make sure you click through each and every one of our episodes in this series. Thanks so much for tuning in to Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Been really looking forward to this entire series, so appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem, Brian. The way that I want to start with each of our guests that are going to be coming up on this series is just to have you introduce yourself, quick little thumbnail, and your background, and how you got involved in this industry. Yep. Uh, Well, uh, I'm Rion Davis. I am the Assistant Athletic Director over Athletic Performance of Olympic Sports here at Penn State. Uh, My career, I would say, started in sports. Um, I played sports at a very young age. Um, I went to the University of Florida and played volleyball. Um, And while I was at that institution, uh, my mentor, Matt Delancey, who's still there, um, I kind of decided to follow in his footsteps as a strength coach. Um, Knew I wanted to coach, knew it wasn't in head coaching or or any of that avenue, Um, but strength and conditioning was something I fell in love with. And um, from there, I went to um, Jacksonville University in Florida, spent three years there working under uh, Todd Moyer. From there, I went to Rice University. I was there only a short time um, before coming up here to this lovely northern freezing state uh, (laughs) to work with Fitz um, and under his guidance. Uh, when I first got here, I worked with softball, swimming and diving, and women's golf. Um, from there, I transitioned to softball and women's soccer. Got an opportunity to transition over to women's basketball, which has been great under Coach Keeks. And uh, then I got this opportunity um, thinking of um, when Dwight retired, that they wanted to kind of give the opportunity to football and Olympic sports um, with the creating of the positions that they did for Chuck Lucy and I. Um, and I thank Sandy Barber and uh, Dr. Lauren Rhodes, um, for that opportunity, um, and it's been great. Through this podcast series, we're going to have an opportunity to talk about so many different areas that you and your staff work with. We're also going to get to meet your staff. Can you describe to our audience 
how many people that you work with directly, their roles, and then the larger team that you're all a part of here when it comes to athletic performance. So my staff, um, we are a staff of 11, 10 full-time and one part-time coach. And uh, we service the 30 sports here out of the 31 on campus. And um, we are very lucky that we have such a large staff. We're one of the largest in the Big Ten. Um, and we also have what's called our sports performance team. And on the sports performance team, we have basically sports science, sports nutrition, sports psychology, sports medicine. Uh, we've, we're creating this new wellness um, department. Um, and basically, it is an athlete-centered model um, with a health and wellness base. Um, and then we build up from there. Um, we are very lucky that our student athletes have all these resources because, again, across the Big Ten, We've all got some type of model like this, mm -hmm. um, but we really, really with, you know, Dr. Pat Kraft and again, Lauren Rhodes' vision on what they want to do for our support staff um, and supporting the student athlete at the ground is absolutely incredible. How has strength and conditioning specifically evolved in athletic performance, the title for it here? How has it evolved through the years? And now it's so multidisciplinary where there are all these other prongs and data and you're working together. You've always been collaborative with the coaches and athletes, but how has it evolved to where it is today and then consistently and continually evolving now? Uh, I mean, you know, strength and conditioning, we're, we're such a unique uh, position where we do get to work with the athlete and we develop and grow, mm -hmm. um, but we also get to work with the coaching staffs in regard to growing their culture and where they want their programs to go in championships. Um, and keeping it simple, I don't think that's ever going to change for the strength and conditioning coach, but now we have so many more avenues to kind of tap into what we're able to do for our student athletes um, and support high performance. Um, when it comes to technology, I think strength coaches are doers. So, you know, if you're going to give us an opportunity to learn something and grow, we're going to take that opportunity. Um, you know, we've got catapult here at Penn State um, for most of our field sports, um, and that helps us load monitor our student athletes and make sure um, we're overreaching when we need to overreach and we are tapering if we need to be tapering. Also helps guide our coaching staff um, if we're working at a big picture model of, you know, how many miles are the student athletes running? How many high, how many how much of that distance is high speed running? So also, uh, if we're going to go with data, um, I mean, we've got force plates in every one of our facilities. The force plates allow us to measure power and um, rate of force production for our student athletes. That can be utilized for measuring central nervous system fatigue throughout an in-season. It can also make sure that as strength coaches, one of our major um, goals that we have across our department is making sure that we are growing the student athlete. And again, in simple in the simple sense, that is, are they getting bigger? Are they getting faster? Are they getting stronger? Well, put them on a force plate. If they jump a certain height as a freshman and they jump a certain height as a senior, as that number goes up, well, then we're, we're doing at least a, some, some aspect of what we want to be doing for our student-athletes. You're doing your job. Exactly, doing our job. Um, along with force plates, again, we have a Nord, Nord board, uh, which is measuring hamstring eccentric uh, strength. Um, we utilize that for a lot of return to play. Um, a lot of our, you know, we talk about, I'm talking about technology, you know, a lot of this is stemmed from, um, Dr. Nelly, yep. um, and what he's brought to Penn state and our sports science department. Um, again, he's, he's a staff of few and we're a staff of a lot. So we want to make sure we support him and, 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 uh, our student athletes, uh, for what they bring to the table. You mentioned before Dr. Pat Kraft, Dr. Lauren Rhodes, and their commitment to student athlete health and wellness, these new technologies. They're in buildings, and they're also going into buildings. Their commitment to providing new resources, where are we at as an athletic department here at Penn State? Yep. Um, so 
One of the, the most interesting things about Penn State is we have five facilities that our athletes have access to. Um, and a lot of them, you know, you know, Pat wouldn't argue with this. They need a little bit of a facelift. Um, and so in East Area in particular, we're working on putting in some new racks um, into that facility. And along with the new racks is also going to be a new turf. Um, the East Area is our uh, weight room that services most of our Olympic sports. We see 16 of our teams through there. Um, Rec Hall is also on that list of getting a little bit of upgrades um, in our multi-sport facility, which is where our track and field program trains. Um, due to COVID, uh, we ended up moving racks down into open space um, in that facility, and it's become probably the best thing that I would say has ever happened um, to, if you're talking about athletic performance um, and Penn State, and we are deciding to keep that weight room down there. Um, and so that is also an ever-evolving um, project that's, again, only going to create a better training facility and better space for our student-athletes. It differs based on sports. It differs based on size of the team. It differs based on the needs that each individual athlete may have. If you're building athletic performance and strength and conditioning, what are the major boxes you need to check to make sure you have the facility, your ideal dream facility that Pat and Lauren are helping you get towards? I think space is, is, is important. Um, I think flexibility is important in regard to, you know, we've got a lot of student athletes here on campus, 850. And if you've got the space and you've got the ability for multiple teams to train at the same time, you're going to be creating an environment that is conducive to sports performance. You know, you talk about sleep, you talk about hydration, you talk about nutrition. You know, if we've got the facility that can hit the ideal situation for training and then have the support of nutrition pre and post right there in that same building, um, we're going to be, again, creating the best environment for our student-athletes. And when you talk about nutrition, that's a fueling station. What do those look like, and how does that go hand-in-hand hand with what you're doing? Yep, and uh, with our sports nutrition department under uh, Nikki Jupi, um, she's been creating um, a lot of our new models for our fueling stations within a lot of our current facilities and then future facilities as well. When it comes to the flow and design of that, the athletes need simplicity. Right, they're running from one corner of campus to the other corner to a to a film session with a coach, um, to you know something with uh, Christina Diaz over in our Morgan Academic Center in regards to education um, and NIL. And so, if the student athletes have direct access, they're going to utilize it, and it's going to get into their system quicker. All right, so I think you bring up an interesting point there. Student athletes, look, they have all the resources, but they're also being asked to do more than ever before while balancing an academic course load and you're from 18 to 23, well, maybe even a little older today, but you're in this prime age of development and maturing and for many away from home for the first time. How do you balance finding what the right amount of workload is for them when they come into the gym, putting on your strength and conditioning hat here? I mean, I think a lot of that comes down to what you see, mm -hmm. right? And again, we're lucky that we see a lot of our student athletes throughout the day. And so, you know, we're no longer just seeing one athlete for 30 to 45 minutes of a lift. We see them before, we see them after when they're getting their fuel, we see them on practice, we see them on campus. And so you just start to get to know the athlete. And when they're struggling, it, they, I think they like to think they're hiding it. Um, but, but first and foremost, you can see it, right? And so that's a conversation. Um, it might come out in the performance on the force plate. Let's say they make a jump and it's not very good. Intent is so important when it comes to creating force and moving weight. And so if there's somebody just looks off, it's just as simple as a conversation. And that perfectly leads me into my next point. When you have continuity among your staff, the relationships then between your staff and the coaches, your staff and the athletes, 
that familiarity and those relationships are really important for what you're doing. So there's two prongs here. Number one, the relationship piece with the student athletes and coaches, but also the importance of retaining and keeping a quality staff together for you. Yes, absolutely. Um, longevity is um, a first and foremost, uh, again, for our coaches and for our student athletes. Um, it takes a long time to build relationships. Um, and when you have a coach on staff, and we have several who have over 10 years of experience here, and we have several who have been at Penn State for eight or more years, um, people just get to know you. They get to know your name. And so when you've got a graduating senior and an incoming freshman, they've got that senior's got relationships with that strength coach, and they're, they're telling stories about what happened. Oh, when I was a freshman, or when I was this, and when we did this challenge, oh my goodness, you know? And it just builds this great sense of camaraderie. Um, not only for a specific team, but even for a room. You know, we've got facilities where we've, we're sharing spaces with strength coaches. And it's good for our student athletes not to just see one person when it comes to the strength and conditioning world. They want to see multiple. Um, and that's kind of an idea that we've got building in my staff is when we, when we bring incoming freshmen onto campus, we want to build some camaraderie amongst that group. And we're trying to figure out what that looks like. Um, but whether it's, you know, a Friday challenge week and where they're going to come in and we're going to see all the strength coaches that they can interact with again just trying to build that it's not just you're not just coming here at Penn State to play golf or to train golf or to train tennis you're coming on campus to be a part of a student athlete community and interact and engage with each other because when coaches aren't there who are they often with the strength coaches and that that whether it's in season or out of season not only are you trying to develop the athlete as an athlete that's a really big culture aspect to any program as well. 100%. There's a culture here at Penn State. Each head coach has their own culture. We're about supporting and growing anything and everything that can be important to the student-athlete growing as a person for the rest of their life. And that has to be such a thrill because I think part of that then is there's a trust aspect to it when you have someone that consistently has developed high-level athletes. When it comes down to how many championship-level programs that we have – you know, our coaches want our players moving at the best that they can. Moving, cutting, jumping, sprinting, fitness, it's all vitally important. You know, along with that, too, if you train hard, you know, the body's going to break down. It's yep. going to need time to recover. Um, we have a phenomenal sports medicine staff here that um, brings injury reduction. Um, it, and, you know, things happen, right? Sometimes you're going to roll your ankle. You're going to get those types. But how fast can you get back onto the court, right? You know, with our sports medicine staff, they work so hard at getting our student athletes back on the court, field, um, wherever it might be. And, you know, we've got a lot there as well. We've got 31 full-time athletic trainers. Again, I'd be pressed to see if somebody else in the country has that many. It's just all about resources and support. And, again, I always go back to, you know, it's about coaches winning, but it's also about the individual student athlete and how are we making them better? How are we keeping them on the floor? And if they're not on the floor, how do we get them back there? And then – and I think you brought up a really good point there because it's about the individual student athlete. And yeah, they want to win. You want to send them on to the, whether it's the professional ranks, whatever that next level Olympics, that next level is athletically. But you take so much pride then in seeing them come back. Oh yeah, by the way, now I work in New York City and I have a family. That has to be so cool as you go through your career too. No, awesome. I mean, the community is just so grand here. I mean, we have so many student athletes that go into the professional leagues and they always, they, it's always nice to receive a little note back that is, man, you know, if it wasn't for building this and that, I would have never got to where I was today. Um, I'm sure a lot of our head coaches get a lot of that and even our assistant staff. Um, and when it comes to connecting, um, you know, we're just trying to build resiliency through life. You know, 
you're going to have a hard loss. You're going to have a great win, but that carries over into life as well. You know, you're going to have a family, you're going to have a job, you're going to have a tough boss. How do you handle those situations and how do you keep moving forward? Because you can learn so many lessons throughout, even if it's just training in the room, you're going to have days where you have a great workout. You're going to have days where you have a bad workout. 100%. It's just about how you get up and move on. You got to get everything out of what you have today and then you wake up and you go again tomorrow. We could have a really long conversation about this. And I think this is a great way to kind of wrap it up. Everything that we talk about, whether it's nutrition, sports science, coaches, athletes, it all works collaboratively together. What are the meetings, the discussions like to plan that? I know we can't really dive into the entire, I mean, this could be a long topic, but yep. what are just some of the conversations you have where your piece then works collaboratively with the rest of everything to make sure everyone's on the same page, whether it's gearing up for a big game, practice, whatever it may be. Yep. I mean, I think first and foremost, you go, you got to look at the year. You know, you've got to look at the sport, the year, what big competitions are coming. You meet with coaching staffs. From there, as a performance group, we then dial it down more into the nitty gritty. What does it look like in the off season, the in season, the preseason? When are they recharging as student athletes? You know, then you go even granular from that, and it's the weekly. And then when are we timing our education? And we can't be there 24, you know, if it's four hours a day, right, per NCAA rules. Yep. We see the student athletes. What are they doing for the other 20 hours of the day? So a lot of that has to come down with education that we give for each of our groups. Um, and that education can change depending on what sport it might be. Um, and then from there, um, a lot of the conversations are weekly with our coaching staffs on what are we doing in practice, coach? What are your goals? Here are, we go athlete by athlete. Where are they being successful? Where might they need some support? And then from there, as a performance group, we collaborate all together. And is it, do we need a little bit of help from Nikki? Do we need a little bit of help from Nellie? How are we going to get there? And then we just get there. And I know there's a trust because you're working with the best. Like, that's the coolest thing about here. You can work with the rest of your staff, and you're picking their brains, and they're picking your brain, and you can learn so much from whether it's your staff or the coaches or other people on the sports performance team. This is the best of the best assembled at a place like Penn State. Interesting you, you talk about that. We're, we're kind of working on uh, the Penn State way, right? We have all these minds um, and expertise and excellent that's going on. How do we fine-tune it so that we're all sharing and collaborating and creating what is the Penn State way? Um, and I think it'll be really exciting to see where that goes in the future. Well, I think this is going to be a fascinating four-part series here. A lot of the little things that we touched on, we're going to dive deeper into with your staff I know you're looking forward to listening to the rest of the series and appreciate your help in setting this whole thing up. Absolutely. No, thank you. Oh, what a great way to kick it off. My thanks again to Ree for her great overview of everything involved in athletic performance here at Penn State. Our second topic is a little bit more specific. We'll dive into load monitoring and, well, we'll learn about GPS systems and Catapult and how that is used at Penn State to enhance the performance of our student athletes. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode one of this four-part series on athletic performance. I'm Brian Tripp, and thanks for tuning in to Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.